This is the rest of the story, a quest for truth. You see, as you're going to discover in this introduction this morning, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is heavy on the Holy Spirit. I believe that that is important for us today to recover this understanding. The gift of the Holy Spirit, which is God's empowering presence. Beloved, how many of you need God's empowering presence today? I need Him in my life, and I confess to you this morning and to God, my Father, my need of the Holy Spirit. The rest of the story, you see, this is a series of messages investigating the ministry of the Holy Spirit from the book of Acts. As we study the book of Acts, which is the history of the early New Testament church, we discover that there is a very different picture of the church in the book of Acts as designed by the Holy Spirit than what we see today. What we see today in church, by and large, at least in America, doesn't look a whole lot like what we see in the book of Acts. And in beginning this study, I wanted to go back and see what the church that Jesus said he would build, that he sent the Holy Spirit to empower believers to build, really look like. So then let's say, why should we study the book of Acts? First of all, it is the Word of God. Amen? Some people say, well, the book of Acts, you know, that's a transitionary period. You should be careful what you take from the book of Acts. Well, hey, it's the Word of God. It answers, in some ways, to the Old Testament book of Joshua. Because in the Old Testament book of Joshua, you have the people of God, under the leadership of Joshua, the new leader, moving out to conquer and possess the land, the promised land that God had given them. In the New Testament, you have the disciples moving out at the command of Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel, empowered by the Holy Spirit, emboldened by the Holy Spirit. They move out, not to take a land, but to proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand, has come, and all the benefits of the kingdom are available to you today. So there are similarities. We need to study the book of Acts because the major developments of early New Testament Christianity have their roots in the book of Acts. Many of the books that you read in the New Testament, like Ephesians and Philippians and so on, were the result of the missionary work that was carried out in the book of Acts. And those books were written to actual churches that we will study in the book of Acts. We should also study the book of Acts because the church in its infancy is seen as powerful and militant. Beloved, we need some militancy in the church of Jesus Christ today. We need some radical, Holy Ghost filled, emboldened believers who will stand up and declare there is one way and his name is Jesus. There are not many paths to God. There are not many gods. There is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, eternally existent in three persons, that God is eternally existent in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is one person. You say, how can you say that? You say there are three gods. No, there are not three gods. There is one God, but He is eternally existent in three persons. You say, I, how do you explain that? I don't have to explain that. The Bible teaches that. Amen. <laughs> There's a lot of things I can't explain, but I know the Bible teaches it, so I believe it. Amen? Amen. It ain't up to me to explain God. Who can explain God? Anybody? Nobody can explain God. God is God. He doesn't need no explanation. He was before, and He will always be. 
He's eternal. He's God. Many of the issues that believers face today are dealt with in the book of Acts. Many of the things that you and I are faced with today are dealt with in the book of Acts. For example, that today we have a very militant religion. The radical arm of the religion of Islam believes that they are authorized, that they are on the authority of their, quote, Bible, the Koran, to go into all the world and make slaves out of all you infidels. That you are going to become their disciples. That they are told in their book that they are to make disciples of you. And if they can't make disciples of you, they can kill you. Well, maybe they can kill you in the process either way. Now, that's radical. That is a threat today to the world. Not just to Christianity, but to the world. We need to answer that. Well, the book of Acts shows us that there were certain philosophies and religions of that day that the New Testament church, when it began to preach the gospel, had to come against and had to deal with. And they were treated like the outsider. They came up against people who reacted to them with violence. But they never resorted to violence. And let me tell you something. Christianity is not without its own flaws. There was a time in our history when some overzealous and really politically motivated Christians thought it was their duty to go and conquer the world in the name of Jesus. And if that meant enslaving people, so be it. If it meant killing people, so be it. If it meant putting people on the rack and torturing them, so be it. Folks, that was wrong. We confess it was wrong. We repent of it. And we're sorry that it is a black mark on the history of Christianity, but it is nonetheless there. We would say to our Islamic brother, our Muslim brothers, don't go there. Don't go there. That's wrong. Therefore, we have a right, we have a need, we have a duty to study the book of Acts. 